What's going on, everybody, and welcome into the 12th installment of the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Here we are on this Friday, August 27th. Just to give everybody a quick update on what's going on, we understand it's been pretty dry because we are all focused on football, but basketball, before we know it, will be right around the corner whenever we host Austin P. and before the Paradise Jam. I'm your host, Nick Malone, joined by my co-host, per usual, Noel Urch. Noel, what's going on? As we mentioned, dry off season, but here we are giving an update. Yeah, we got some small updates to update everybody on, so we are back in studio here on this Friday, so let's get right into some stuff. Let's get right into it. There's some notable news recently we'll start out with. We wanted to cover that, along with a big-time recruit that has cut his list, and we are on it. Um, Some quick, we know Brian and Jamal have had their own little thing where they have a video in the dog pound. The second part of that came out recently. Uh, we'll establish a quick recruiting update, some updates around some of our recruits, maybe some new some new guys to keep an eye on. Around the Valley, we understand that a lot has uh, transpired around that we are missing out on, that we have missed out on. And then we'll add some, just some little stuff in here, and then we do have a mailbag we'll shortly cover near the end. Noah, let's open up now with somebody that we know pretty well. Uh, as we've known recently, Robbie Dozier on the coaching staff. Like I said, we know pretty well. We went to school with him. He is a great between us both. Uh, he recently accepted a job with the Washington Wizards G League team, the Capital City Go-Go's, as a player development coach. As we know, that's what he has done here at SIU the last two years, along with we know he's a big relationship guy. We know he builds these kind of relationships with these players to make them comfortable and to make them know that, you know, you can establish close camaraderie here. He's been pretty important in that sense. We know he's pretty good at his job as well. And as we also know, you know, he knows a lot of people. Some people know who Drew Hanlon is. He is a big-time uh, workout guy for NBA players over in the L.A. area. We know Robbie has been over there recently. And he knows him pretty well, and I'm sure that's where the dream came about. You know, Drew's pretty good at his job. Robbie's over there helping him. He know he's got relationships with NBA players, and uh, he wants to follow in Drew's footsteps. And it looks like he's getting the chance here. This is a pretty this is a pretty big gig, Noah. Yeah, uh, as we know, at the open house, we were talking to Rob, and he told us that uh, we were asking him what his role was going to be this year, and he said. They were close to announcing or talking about an f- official job over there. As we know, he's been in a, a GA for the past two years. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- we were actually uh, on the golf course with our other buddy. Uh, that's closer friends with Robbie than us. But uh, Rob called him. We were actually on the golf course, and we heard the news. So, yeah, congrats to him. I mean, this is what he's been wanting to do his whole life. So he loves that type of stuff. He's into basketball. So good for him. Yeah, great for him. You can't really turn down this opportunity. We know, you know, along with us, you know, all these people definitely around our age have loved SIU in their lives, and we know he's gotten these great opportunities to um, be on the team and work with them. We know he also he played college basketball a couple stints, and then right as soon as he was done, he graduated. Or he came here, graduated, or wherever he graduated from, and then was able to get this chance and we do recall, actually, we were out golfing with another friend of ours who is really close to Robbie, who got a call that evening while we were golfing that this opportunity has been given to him. And it's the Washington Wizards, so we know Brad Beal's got a connection. We understand that him and Robbie 
uh, do have a relationship, a friendship a little bit through Drew Hanlon and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, shout out to Rob. Uh, congrats on this opportunity. Always go take something like this. We will miss you in every facet in terms of knowing what's going on or uh, just, like we said, your relationships with the players that just go a long way, and you've deserved this opportunity. So congrats to you, Rob, and good luck. We wanted to start out with that to give him a shout-out because we have for most people who have left the program. No, no, maybe the biggest news of all recently, we understand that some more local guys, some more local talent has been at our disposal recently to an extent, and this one might be the biggest of all, out of Mount Vernon, Noah, N.J. Benson. We know he's a pretty big body, um, and he burst on the scene, and he he did take a visit recently. We thought he was going to post about it. We did kind of sneak peek that. We were expecting him to announce a post that he was there and we understand and we know how that uh, took place. We'll get into that. But Noah N.J. Benson cut his list of the final five, and we are on it. Yeah, uh, six eight forward out of Mount Vernon, as you said. N.J., yeah, we thought he was going to post that picture, but he never did. But as you said, we are in his top five, as long with uh, Illinois State, SIUE, who uh, – from Mount Vernon, Kwani Rudd went there last year, Missouri State, and Murray State. So, two uh, couple rivals in the Valley and two local teams uh, we go against usually. Yeah, they, this is pretty notable because you do mention the rivals, Illinois State and Missouri State. And we have, seems like every season, rivalries in Murray State and SIUE, you could say. Obviously, the battle of the SIUs with the Cougars. But going through all of these and why there's a connection, obviously – us being local to him as well, and uh, we know we have a pretty good recruiting staff to be able to have this happen for us. You mentioned Kwani Rao with SIUE, his former teammate at Mount Vernon. He is there. They produce some nice talent at guard. Wonder if they'll put anything together coming up. But And they're not, you know, obviously Mount Vernon, it's not too far away from Mount Vernon. None of these are that far away. But Illinois State, we know, you know, Dan Moore seems like a decent recruiter sometimes, but it seems like his make-or-break season I do not think he'll end up going there. If I were to honestly, if we ended up ranking these, Missouri State, we know, has built a juggernaut. They have built a super team, per se, adding Donovan Clay with what they have. They have pretty good recruits coming in. We'll get to that down the road here shortly in this pod. And then uh, Murray State, I think, you know, that's got a big, knowing that John Morant went there, that he's had success in the NBA, I think that's kind of like how we picture ourselves knowing with Jeremy Chin successful at the, at the professional level that you can come here and be the same way. I think that's got a lot to do with Murray State being on this list. So, yeah, a lot of local. And this, honestly, it's it's a lot better than having us try to compete with bigger programs with the fact that it is our rivals. Uh, this, is a, this is a must get, wouldn't you say? I mean, this is a big-time talent. Trim us with other local teams. This is a must get. Yeah, uh, especially keeping guys in our, out of our backyard here, home, if we can – um. Yeah, that's uh, especially with the uh, dominoes starting to fall elsewhere. That uh, we're losing out on some guys, as I'll talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, when a talent like this is in our backyard, we must go get him. Yeah, and we also were aware of some inside news that during his visit, um, that him and Marcus Damask, healthy Marcus Damask, destroyed everybody else in this workout at SIU. Um, we heard a lot. Nobody was able to guard either of them. They both dominated where they were together. 
or opposite each other, not really sure, but they're they showed out big time. So uh yeah, he's got obviously big man qualities. He can run the floor. I'm sure he's learned to have a he's got a pretty good touch outside. Can he shoot outside really yet? He can shoot a little bit, but uh it's not developed yet. As you as you you feel like especially at his size, just how the big position in a sense has grown over the years. You think he could develop a shot at some point, but um, yeah, he dominated that workout apparently with us, and we questioned why he didn't post that picture. We don't think that he's seen we just weren't good enough in those workouts. We're hoping none of that was the case. I and mean, obviously we're in his final five, so he still believes in us. I wonder what this, if we had like a, because we know 24-7 and Rivals has like a crystal ball, and unbiased, who do you think he ends up going to? We're not sure. It just says final five. He has not announced a decision date yet. Also plays for the Southwest Illinois Jets, or the 5W. That Southwest? Yeah, it's Southwest. Southwest Illinois Jets? Yes. Out of St. Louis. You had to do a crystal ball. What did you say? Missouri State. Because of the brand they've been building, I can't disagree. I think us, I think top three should be, I guess, in any order, but Missouri State, SIUE, and us. If by goodness, if he chooses SIUE over us, That'll make us sick. But, yeah, Missouri State, Dana Ford's ability to recruit, I'd say you're right on that crystal ball. But can't sneak on us. I definitely think Illinois State's last, Murray State fourth. Unbiasedly, yeah, I'd say we're in the top three. So that is big. Like I said, we do not know when his decision date will be. He gets to play a whole senior season this year. So, you know, I'm sure he'll dominate. And these are final five. No one else gets to – uh, get in on any bigger schools if he were to dominate. These are the ones. So I hope we can have success this season to prove to him why he should come here. That's honestly the main deal in all of this. we got to have consistency this year if he decides to uh, not commit until the season starts or whatever. So he might take time. It's a big decision. So final thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, big time get if we can get him. Bottom line. Okay, moving on now. Two big things. We know that in the dog pound, it's a thing with Brian, Coach Brian Mullins and the legend Jamal Tatum have a little talk about, you know, their past and stuff. And without getting into specifics, just in general, about what they talked about, it was a nine-minute video. You guys can go check that out on the main account's Twitter page. We retweeted it as well. They just talk about the gore days, kind of like um, they, talk, they talk about Jamal. I think it was like the lightning round at the end of it, I think they talked about Jamal's favorite game, his best game, and he mentioned Butler on both of those. Uh, he I, he was asking questions that you think would obviously he would answer biased with uh, like best place to play in the conference. He said here, best student section. He said here, and they just talked about before that uh, a lot of instances with you know Tony in terms of like how their depth was, who had to step up, who was who were the leaders and stuff. So it's great because these are argue, argue, obviously. And arguably, not arguably, the two biggest, two of the biggest players in program history. No, it's it's cool to see these guys go back in time a little bit and talk about it. Yeah, uh, always when you get a, especially Coach Mullins and one of those guys from the good old days back in there, talking about the glory moments. Uh, love to hear it. Love to reimagine it as a kid watching those teams. Without a doubt, as we we had the privilege of uh, talking to both of them at the open house. Definitely Jamal. Uh, just because obviously he was one of our heroes growing up from a sports perspective being that young. So it was really cool to talk to him and uh, really hope he sticks around. We know he, he, he mentioned all the stuff he was doing with the nonprofit stuff in his hometown. We hope he sticks around and shows his face a lot in this upcoming season. So 
along with obviously, I'm assuming he'll be there for Randall Falker's induction in a couple months. We'll be seeing all of them then. That'll be a great time. So everyone stick around for them. Like I said, you can view this part two on the Suzuki Basketball main page, and we retweeted it as well. Go check that out. It's really good. Now, Noah, into the recruiting update. We understand there's been an update on the guy we've been in on, and then uh, anything else regarding recruits for us? Uh, for us, uh, we are losing out on a lot of guys fast. Um, Leon Mond, we had contacted out of Wisconsin. He's committed to Virginia, so tells you what type of player he was. Um, Alfonso Billups, the third out of Richmond, Virginia, we contacted. He committed to VCU. Um, Zakai Ziegler is committing tomorrow. He cut his list. We are out of it. And so I think it's uh, Boston College, Minnesota, Wichita, and some others. Um, Kyron Lindsay, which Nick was high on out of Denton, Texas, who we had offered, cut his list. We did not He's make it. Um, Ryan Conwell, who we uh, had offered at Indianapolis, cut his list. We did not make it. And uh, a guy we spent a lot of time on, Brian himself, played for the Illinois Wolves out of Tuscola, Illinois. Jalen Queens headed to Loyola. Yeah, that was bad news whenever we discovered that that was the case. You know, of course, we're going to end up probably seeing a lot of that with Loyola from for years to come. Hopefully we could steal. It was interesting because wasn't Loyola in on N.J. Benson as well? Whether yes. they offered him or not. No, they, they, had, they had offered him. And it's interesting how he wouldn't choose there, but I think he wanted to stay more local. We know that's in the Chicago area. It's not too far away, but he wanted to stay local maybe. Maybe one of these guys will get a steal on him. But, yeah, overall, we mentioned Kyron Lindsay. Down the road, we were going to talk about 2022 guys ranked that we would like to have from a want and need perspective. Kyron Lindsay seems like a gun at this point. Noah, read the list of teams that he's trimmed down to. Um, off the top of my head, it is... Uh, we know Arkansas as well. We know they have built a big old program there. Expect big things out of them this year again. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think it was Arkansas. Um, what else was it? Um, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, we got to find his Twitter account. I unfollowed him, so I got to find him. Sorry. Let me put you on the spot. <clears throat> See if there was... Uh, it was uh, Arkansas, Georgia, TCU, Texas A&M, Tulsa, Tennessee, UNLV, and Oklahoma State. As we know, he is from the Texas area. That's why a lot of those Texas teams, even Tulsa, who's a pretty decent athletic American athletic team, they are close to home as well. So I'm starting to think that, you know, a lot of those like inner Midwest thing. I could see him staying in Texas. So yeah, he was a goner as he started to play well in those AAU tournaments or whatever, that he was definitely going to be a goner. It's interesting. We were one of his first ones, so if he would have felt the need. Yeah, that team was interested in me from day one, but it didn't work this time. So good luck to him and Ryan Cronwell and their future endeavors. And yeah, Jalen Quinn coming is not good. That's why if we can add an NJ Benson just to even out the talent down the road, that would be really nice. Any other update? Uh, not, not for us. Okay, now let's switch to around the valley. Noah, what are some other teams you said? Jalen Quinn, Loyola. What else are these other teams up to? Um, uh, Missouri State is at it again. Dana Ford. They landed uh two six seven guys, Jonathan Dunn and Jalen Hampton. They got our two athletic wings that are going to be great Valley players. So if they can add a NJ Benson along with that, they will be a problem for a long time. And as we understand, they will be in the top two pick this year, we would think, from a talent perspective. And what they had a decent year last year, and they made noise. They have arguably the best player in the conference, Engage Prim. He's going to be dominant this year. Um, 
they will like if like I said, if he doesn't pick before the season starts, that he'll just have to look at who's doing good, maybe to help him make that decision. And it's safe to say that Missouri State will be good to help him with that decision. So you mentioned that he's the favorite for your crystal ball, and I do not disagree. So they just keep on going. Yeah, uh, that's about it. A lot of teams, uh, their schedules are getting set. So Schedules and... As we know, there's a Bradley's in the Paradise Jam with us. Uh, quick update: if you if you know off the top of your head where some of these other what these other schools are doing, we isn't uh, Drake's in one where they could potentially play Alabama, right? Yeah, Drake is down there at Disney World, and Loyola's in a huge one. Loyola's down in um, the Bahamas, I think. Seems about right. It's, it's crazy because uh, Northern I was in Hawaii. I think Illinois State's down in Florida. And some teams aren't partaking in one, right? Is there a couple teams that aren't? Like, is Evansville's in something? Maybe, maybe not. I just know they, I've seen their schedule recently. I don't know if anyone on there. I don't think Valpo is. The new beacons of Valpo. Um, So, yeah, you mentioned before how this down period, you know, slow slow times in the recruiting process. And uh, we mentioned how with all those MTEs, and with great opportunities for everybody, us involved, that just imagine what it, what it could be like if we all live up to it and go on runs in these and help propel our conference even more to where if we have a really good year, let's say we beat Colorado, any of these teams we'll get to down the road. <clears throat> Again, excuse me, that, um, you know, just put, keep on the conference a national spotlight to where more teams will be involved in the race for the NCAA tournament and at-large opportunities. So it's a really great time. For the Valley, it's going to be another tough season, as we have talked about before, and we will continue to talk about leading up to the season. So that's an update on those things. There's some little stuff we understand also that basketball team has done this a lot recently where they have a golf outing here in Marion at Cocopelli um, Golf Club on October 7th from 6 to 9 p.m. There's a dinner and a silent auction, meal and two drink tickets and a silent auction slash raffle. Pretty expensive for a lot of these. Sixty dollars for an individual, a couple a hundred, table four hundred, table sponsor for a thousand. Um, appearances from former players, and you meet the current team, so it'd be worth. Because no one and I have been involved with golf really. We've started to get uh, get better as time has gone on, but also just enjoy playing. So it honestly wouldn't be a bad thing for, especially for only sixty dollars. Probably wouldn't be a bad thing to go through from six to nine that day, depending upon what. Things transpire between now and then of what we have going on. That'd be really cool to go, and I, I'm sure you know because, like I said, we made we made the open house because we wanted to, and we feel like we're up to the level of people knowing that it'd be nice to show up to those to show people or to show people to see how much we care and all these things to show up to. So we might make that. You might see us there. We had to make that up. You can register online. So Lucky Basketball has it on their account from a couple days ago as well. The inaugural tip-off dinner, October 7th, 6 to 9 o'clock, Cocopelli Golf Club in Marion, Illinois. Uh, there's that, Noah. We know Anthony Diavonzo had a birthday recently. Shout out to that. We know he is in his fifth year, obviously a pivotal part of this upcoming season. So happy belated to him. Uh, a couple more things here, Noah. We did post, and this is kind of – we say little stuff, but as up six days ago, almost a week ago, the Real Account posted that they've been working. They've been working out back. We know they just got back like a couple weeks ago or last week from their little break. Obviously, they're all starting school. They have been working out and practicing. Yeah, they're back at it. They're starting to get back in sh- little shape if they got out of shape at all during the little layoff, but – 
they're back at it. They're back in school, getting ready to get those classes good, get those grades up before basketball season. Yep, and I see J.D. Wheeler here. Maybe he's going to full contact. We haven't heard anything or seen anything about specifics regarding him with full contact or Ben Harvey, his up his status, uh, Foster Wonders with the fact that he had a boot on last month at the open house. We haven't heard any of that stuff. Just the pictures they've shown, they have uh, Brian's uh, looking over a play, Steven shooting. We mentioned the Steven. He's a fan of our account. We were trying to maybe looking at getting some of these players on. We just haven't got to that yet, maybe down the road. There's a picture of Lance being guarded by Trent on a penetration, and then that picture of JD with Kyler as well. So all these guys are here ready to go. We wanted to get that out there as well, an update on how the team's doing and what they're up to. And then, Noah, let's uh, round it out here before the mailbag. A pretty cool thing uh, recently uh, – it, they're really kind of posted about looking forward to another great year in the classroom. Good luck to the students on the first day of classes. Back-to-back uh, -back NABC Team Academic Excellent Awards, success for on and off the court for the basketball team, a 3.6 cumulative team GPA and a program record 3.75 GPA fall from this past 2020. We understand at the open house, Brian mentioned this. It's obviously important. They are uh, – People like to be deemed athlete students. They like to do that, that sports comes first. But no, right? Uh, the books come first, and this is cool to see. Yep, that is the main thing from Brian and his staff, that class comes first, and if you're not going to commit to that, you're not going to be playing on this basketball team. And we also know that Will Keller and we know Reese Johnson will help these GPAs get even better. Than what they have been so that's great to see them doing that now no let's end with this mailbag mitchell and marion is added again what is the one he's got for us today yeah he wants to know the best moments in saluki basketball history now we talked about it is that in full history or in our lives we're going to keep it into our lives knowing what it seems the kind of fan mitchell is and the kind of questions he's asked like he really wants to know the answer of these that I would say definitely more modern. I'm sure he's a little unaware of the past. So we will modern. We, we discussed this when it first, uh, when he first gave it to us, uh, more modern. Like we think about like Jamal was saying on his thing, the, uh, his game at Butler, how big of a game that was both nationally ranked, how huge that was in, uh, in a historic, uh, Fieldhouse like that. What's the name of it? Hinkle. 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 One of the oldest, best. We've been there recently, obviously, to watch our win this past season. Uh, a packed house those days. Back in the day, we know how good Butler was in those times. So that comes to mind. We know a lot of big shots have transpired over the years. We know uh, what else, I mean, would there be? I mean, uh, you can say the, uh, obviously, the Sweet 16 run. You can say that would be best. Oh, yeah. Like that period of time, uh, Carlton Faye's fadeaway against Northern Iowa at, at the arena hit the fadeaway for the win. That's a big one in my eyes. Um, well, like I said, in the barrier, we only got to, if we're talking like even tournament-wise too, we've only gotten to Saturday once, um, you know, and we've only won, you know. So if we're thinking like even that recent Really no success tournament-wise. We know we were really close the final year for those guys. Um, Marcus Masses, buzzer oh, beater. Oh, yeah. You can say that that's for most recent. Most recent, I would honestly say that's number one, without a doubt. Because all the other ones we mentioned were a decade or more ago. 
Yeah, Marcus says Missouri State shot was huge. I'm glad you said that. It's knowing the fan base, you know how packed the arena was. We're expecting again, hopefully that. Yeah, huge shot, amazing shot. That that's probably number one. There's a lot of others, you know, off the top of our head, and and honestly, there hasn't been a whole lot, you know, from a heartwarming standpoint. There might be if we can dig deep down, but unfortunately, not a lot of success in the last half for long. So. Hoping we can add to that question, Mitchell, and add uh, more moments as we move along. You got anything else you could think of? Um, uh, just thinking of moments that you brought it up, or you you got in a little bit of argument with that guy about when we beat Northern Iowa at the arena a couple of years ago. Bingo! I remember that guy going at me because I said, because it was because we were we relied on Barrett Benson, we relied on Eric McGill. You know when we what were we, six deep that year? We had freshmen were arguably our best players. Northern Iowa got top 25 votes before that game. They were easily almost in the top 25. We beat them at home, and we barely beat them. But because we were outmatched from a depth perspective, from a talent perspective, it was just an enormous, enormous win. And I, I will stick to it. That is, I didn't say the. I don't know if people ever thought that I said it was the best win in whatever history. It's definitely one of, especially at the arena, one of the best wins in arena history and program history. It was it was the fact that, like I said, how good Northern Iowa was and how uh, little of talent or depth we had in that game, that was that was just a barn burn of a win. I definitely will stick by that. You, you were shaking your head. You disagree? I disagree. Okay. Just leave it at that. See, I wish you would just say why. I mean, everything I said from a perspective. I mean, if you're talking, it was. I mean, yeah, from beating. Give me an example of one that you would deem like a blowout. Like this was a close win. Like what? What would you deem as anything close to that being in the great win category? One of the best ever. I mean, one of the best ever. You're talking in our history. You can't say that's one of the best in our history. Yeah, you can say best in the last decade, but you're not going to say in the best history. You can talk about last year we beat Butler. That's Is that one of the best in our history? I mean, that's a, one of the big wins in our program from the past decade, but that's not one of the best in our history. We've won NIT titles. We've won. We've went to the Sweet 16. I mean, we have a lot of wins in history. Well, I say, I'm just not going to say best in – If it's I like say using one the, of – one of. It's not the, it's yeah, one It's of. like using the GOAT term loosely. It's too many people do it, so I'm not going to use it that loosely. But if I if I say one of, I didn't... One of can... You can you can say one of out of a hundred great moments. It can be one of a hundred. It's one of. It's not the... Yeah, more locally in probably in the last ten years and more modern since, yeah, that and the Butler win, I would definitely say both of those are, without a doubt. One of... I disagree. Even if it's one of. I didn't say the one of. One of the best in history. There could be a hundred thousand. It's one of. Top 25 votes for a great team. Yeah, they got balanced in the first round of the tournament. They didn't live up to whatever. But we didn't know that at the time. An outmatched six-man rotation of a team beating a game like that. We're pretty sure we were down for the count at one point, came back, ended up winning. I mean, it was a great win. Shame on anybody trying to argue that. That it was would be a, one of. It was a good win. And the Butler win for sure. If anyone would disagree that, I don't care how I big mean, that's Butler the, is at this point. Although we broke a, a deep team. Yeah, we beat a streak 
of that exactly. nobody was able yeah, to do. So that's why that's one of not beating a mid-major team that got bounced in their conference tournament in the first round. But I mean, they got top 25 votes, though. I mean, they were deemed one of the best, definitely one of the best mid-major teams in the country. If you're getting top 25 votes, and that's a pretty big deal. We know how almost how unbeatable they seemed at that time. Beating them at home with six players is pretty pretty good. We yeah. thank Trent Brown for that. We could thank Trent Brown for that. We could thank Trent Brown for the Butler game, having his career high. I mean, yeah, I mean, these are some of the biggest wins in program history. Like, yeah, have we had a great history? Yeah, but I'm NIT in 1967, obviously. The Sweet 16 teams, obviously. We even had, okay, yeah, and those these two were in the last 15 years because we even had Jack Crap in the last 15 years. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, easily. And I'll stick by I don't care what anybody says. Those are two of the biggest wins in program and that's history. that's why you're accepted for your opinion. And then you can deem a good and a bad opinion. Everybody can have great opinions. Anybody wants to say something, you have your own. Your your everybody can have their own opinion. It's just at the point that you would argue that it's it, it's not one of. I mean, it's not the. It's one of. It's um, a it's one, so I can say any win is one of one of the good. Well, no, because if I beat Illinois State at home, I mean that's kind of what you're saying. Top twenty five vote team. Almost unbeatable Northern Iowa that season. Win at home when we were unmatched. Brian's first year. I mean, we were picked tenth, finished fifth. We literally relied on a brand new center, Eric McGill, who's we relied been on a being Big the, Ten the center man for a while. Yeah, but obviously, if you look at his career points, I bet he average. I bet he scored thirty career points in Northwestern. Now you're taking shots at Barrett Benson. No, I love Barrett. He's we've said it before. We we DM'd him. We've had conversations with him that he's paved the way for leadership and everything to this point. But, no, there's a reason why he ended up at SIU. We recruited him well, and he was great for what we had. It was one of the biggest wins in program history, hands down. For the team that we were, oh, yeah. For beating the team that Northern Iowa was, oh, yeah. Now, another one would come to mind that we got killed Whenever Wichita State and Fred Van Vliet, Ron Baker, and the boys came in, we were both 20-win teams. They were ranked. We thought this was going to be the biggest win ever, it seemed like. And they, uh, yeah, mopped the floor with us. Blew our barn doors That would have been up there easily. That would have been number one, especially in the last 15 years. So a lot of what-ifs, but a couple of those model ones come to mind, and the biggest one is Marcus's shot, definitely at moments. Butler win for sure Anytime you beat a team like that, without a doubt. And the team games when you're outmatched and you beat a really good team definitely have to count. So Mitchell, there's our answers. What what could have been? Yeah, a lot of what could have been, like I said, not a whole lot of success in the last. Kentucky would have been above any and all of these, without a doubt, hands down. That was that year. That was twenty. That was yeah. That was their final year. Tyler Hero was there. Who didn't do anything that game? I mean. if that, oh yeah, I mean, we, what Evansville did two years ago, yeah, if we would have pulled that off easily, like if you ask Evansville, they had their success in their past. If you ask them, is that the biggest win ever? They probably say, yeah. I mean, it's going into Kentucky and doing that is beyond what you can what you can imagine. So we got really close. That would have easily been up there, probably number one in the last fifteen years. We'll pick them where we can get it. Like, if we win the Paradise Jam and beat these teams, like, that's got to be up there going to, even though a neutral court and beating really good teams, tournament eligible, uh, supposed teams. I mean, this can be up there as well. We'll be looking forward to it. So, another 
Another good pod update on what's going on. Shout out to Robbie for his opportunity. Yeah, best of luck, Rob. Best of luck. Uh, an update on NJ Benson. Hopefully we can get him soon whenever he announces a commitment date. Um, and then a lot of this stuff going on. We will be sure to have another one at some point. We're not sure when. Like I said, we are full-fledged on football season. We are a week away from that. So you will be seeing a lot of football podcasts. And barring breaking news or anything, you'll begin a basketball one unless we just feel like we need to have one. So, again, for this 12th episode of the Dogs Basketball Podcast, Nick Malone. No alerts. Until next time, go Dogs.